1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. I'm Tommy Dreamer, and he's the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. A very, very special Juneteenth edition of Busted Open where we're breaking down SmackDown, we're breaking down Dynamite, and the complete week that it was, but Juneteenth has a very, very special and important message to my co-host, Mark Henry.
1: And we spoke with Dr. Milton, and we spoke with Dr. Freeman, and unbelievable, unbelievable interview, a lot of learning, and if you want more information, go to the app and watch the interviews in their entirety. Right here on the SXM app, Busted Open.
0: Nakamura in position to put this away.
2: Nakamura with a Kinshasa. The cover on Corbin for the clown. The King of Strong Style is going to win the Battle of the Crown.
0: Welcome back to Busted Open. I'm Tommy Dreamer. He's the world's strongest man and two-time Hall of Famer and current AEW personality, Mark Henry. And what a SmackDown last night was. You just heard it. Shinsuke Nakamura is the true king of the WWE. Uh, the highest praise for this week's um, SmackDown. This is the go-home show for Hell in a Cell. Creatively, and I've written a lot of television from my days of ECW, uh, wrote ECW One Night Stand and WWE, uh, Help with Impact Wrestling. This show, if you look at the template to write a professional wrestling show, I frigging loved SmackDown. And if you want to become a writer for the WWE or for writing television or especially writing professional wrestling television what a great model to use if you really look and study this show um mark how did you feel
1: you know i thought it was a great show the flow of the show was good uh you had interesting and exciting things that went down all the stars were involved you know the big angles and and you know what like normally you give away everything before the pay-per-view. Like, I found that, you know, at leading up a go-home show is either really boring because they don't want people touching, they don't want to take a chance of having an injury or anything like that. Not, not this show. Like, guys were in there battling. And, I mean, it, it just made for a really, really exciting program.
0: Well... First of all, when we're just talking about Nakamura and Corbin, that we, we, we talked about it last week when we were doing the show, the crown now means something. They literally yeah. can do a King of the Ring tournament again, and it would mean something. Uh, if I have the pencil to steal bull, bully stuff, I'm bringing back as many King of the Rings that I can and have a coronation of Nakamura um and just literally saying hey this is our guy uh if you're gonna do a tournament you because i mean if you remember the intercontinental title used to be the litmus test to see if this person could be the world champion or okay he's the intercontinental champion because the world champion's going to hold the title for a long time but that king of the ring stood for something you were there for for them too yeah It stood for something where it's like, this could be the guy. And I love it.
1: Tommy, they all led to big runs for guys, too. Yep. You look at the king of the ring. You look at from Jerry Lawler to Bret Hart to King Mabel to Booker T. Like, I mean, like there were times where being the king of the ring meant just as much as being champion because those guys got that over and it's kind of fell in the wayside in the, in the past years. And now it just feels like it's back. I mean, just in a matter of, uh, of weeks, you know, like Baron Corbin should be really proud of himself. Shinsuke, they added so much when Boggs came and started playing Shinsuke's music and, all the bells and whistles around everything but what was the core thing Tommy? The work. Yep. The Both matches. They have been killing it and now um they've they've made something. They they've they've made me care about a crown. And yep. every guy in that company should be tweeting how much they want the crown that they wish that there was a tournament where they can battle other men to get to the final stages and have an opportunity to battle Shinsuke for the crown. And, and, and Mark, uh, and just, great job by sense.
0: Andre, the producing giant, because he gave us the breakdown uh, of the matches, even though I watched the show. Here's the best part about it. Two-hour show, four matches. Think yep. about it. And yep. like you said, all the stars were involved. And again, when I would say about writing creatively, you have a hell in a cell. But you got a preview of the hell in a cell because Roman Reigns won't be wrestling on hell in a cell. He wrestled Ray. So you have your TV angles that are pretty much came to a fruition. And then you have your main storyline or not. I shouldn't say main storyline. You have your pay-per-view angles that you're going to have to pay to see like the Corbin Nakamura thing has literally been on television every week. Um, and, and you're not going to see those matches on hell in a cell, but you got to see them for free. And I mean, I would have paid to see Roman versus Ray in a hell in a cell. Yeah, yeah. Damn good. And what a bump kudos to Ray first. I mean, Ray's not a young kid uh, and taking <laughs> no, the power bomb over the top into the cage and then just bouncing off the floor and and, you know i'm sure ray's feeling it and and also kudos to roman reigns for literally launching him because he does that wrong or if his feet don't clear ray could be dead but great job Great. I, I friggin' love SmackDown. I also love if you're a casual viewer or, hey, I missed last week. Every match, they had a replay or they had a storyline, a video package of how we got there. And that first match, we've been seeing Kevin Owens and, and Big E and, and Apollo and um, Sami Zayn. Commander they've, all, Disease. they've all been crushing it, but they're reminding us why they they're doing this in the ring.
1: Each and every time time. you had promos and you had some packages and you had like, but all of that stuff, it didn't feel like you were beholden to a commercial or you were beholden to a a segment. Everything was just so smooth and, 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 and 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 it's all right. You go, where did the time go? Yeah. Like when, when wrestling is like that, um, I feel like you could take some notes on Monday uh about the flow of the show. I don't know if the talents are just that much smoother and and require less um preparation, but whatever the case may be, uh something's gotta give. And I think that they're being a shining example. Of, of what a, uh, a wrestling show should look like.
0: Absolutely. Um, if you were talking about three hours, so then there would literally be six matches. Give the, I always say, give wrestlers time because they will deliver because they want to. Uh, I don't know. I think there's different eyes and different hands all over uh, between Raw and SmackDown, which is what it is. SmackDown in the rings are never bad. The show has been a little better but uh smackdown has been the a show for
1: wwe for a long time in my we've been saying that for months i mean like all this whole year and and the the last part of last year um smackdown for for whatever reason um i don't know if it was they re-upped the money and they they said hey we want to a more of a focal point on the show or whatever, but like SmackDown has been killing it. And I know on this show we do weekly winner, which will be at the last hour of the show and weekly winner. At at one point, I think the streak was seven weeks in a row. SmackDown was our weekly winner. I was like, dang, man, the competition is stiff. It wasn't really much of a competition for those seven weeks. Right. And and AEW and NXT were always, ah, oh, oh, just an inch away. And then, of course, NXT and AEW started uh, sneaking in there, you know, and taking the weeks. But, man, that was a streak of seven. And um, that's pretty damn impressive.
0: Well, if you're a wrestling fan and you did not like SmackDown, I'm telling you, maybe you're not a wrestling fan because it gave you everything. (laughs) It gave you great wrestling. It gave you continued storylines. It gave you physicality uh, for your pay-per-view on Sunday. It gave you a conclusion to a finish of a match. It may not be the popular decision uh with roman reigns winning but and, and simple, you know what the best part about roman reigns too he's finding different ways to beat guys and they're getting them over that looked like an old school cravat to me but choking out ray mysterio he no longer delivers the superman punch at times you know why because probably because he's a heel and people react to it or the spear he's finding the that other choke he's been doing he's finding different ways to Attack and win with that, which makes him even more versatile as a performer.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm hoping that we can go to the callers and see what people thought about the show, and you know we got to see Andre. Uh, what well, what's the time like?
0: Well, we could go to break in a little bit, and then we could get the callers when we come back.
1: Okay, that that would be awesome because. Um, I always like to get the pulse of what the fans think in the first part of the show to find out if me and Tommy are seeing it differently. And that was that was like a, a, a real strong thing. So, guys, like if you're listening, call in to the show, 877-344-4893. And we will take your calls coming back from the break. But, Tommy, like, th- this, is, this is a reoccurring theme for SmackDown, uh, being on top like it is right now and leading into a pay-per-view, which uh, we talked about our favorite moments in Hell in a Cell recently. Um, what, what are you expecting out of Hell in a Cell?
0: I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, I, I want to just quickly talk about SmackDown when I want to talk about creative writing. If you think about, there has to be a thread throughout. And a thread throughout means, okay, my show opens. I'm going to have uh, Rey Mysterio or Roman Reigns. We know that storyline. And it literally came to a conclusion at the end of the, the day. And there was also interviews and behind-the-scenes stuff with Paul Heyman and and uh, Uso and, and all that storyline. But over two hours, we saw the course of that uh, pretty much tell its tale continue to the next day, which will be next Friday, which when you're trying to do something creative, you teased us. But guess what? At the end of the show, you gave us a payoff. And just like we do here on Busted Open, when we come back, we're going to give you even more payoffs and more analysis of everything pro wrestling right here on Busted Open.
2: Hi, this is Adam Shine. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard hitting takes every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all the sports celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast with new episodes dropping on Tuesdays. You can listen to the podcast anytime with the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and with Stitcher.
0: Welcome back to the Juneteenth special of Busted Open. Here's an all-star in the African-American community. Welcome back to Busted Open. I'm Tommy Dreamer. He's the world's strongest man. And Mark, this has been something you've been chomping at the bit about. So I'm going to let you do the intros because it's something uh, more, even more than a passion project for you.
1: Yeah, Tommy, it is more of a more than a, a passion project project uh dr joel friedman uh co-writer of the black history 360 uh an exclusive account on american history uh he and dr walter milton jr um collaborated uh one black one white both educators both uh men of the cloth um years dr friedman uh, welcome to the show. How many years did it take you guys to put this project together?
3: Well, thank you first, Tommy and Mark, for uh, allowing us to be on. Um, yeah, we just, um, th- this, uh, this book here, it's, it weighs five and a half pounds. It has uh, 2,000 QR codes in it, uh, 1, 1,248 pages. And then pretty much anywhere you open it up, it's it just filled, uh, festooned with images throughout, over 2,500 images. And uh, it took us about, uh, I would say about two and a half years. I've known uh, Dr. Milton uh, Walter for a good about two and a half uh, decades or so. And uh, we connected and we kept c- talking with each other over the years. And then finally about three years ago, he just called me up out of the blue and he says, hey, Joel, he said, uh, let's do a black history curriculum together. <laughs> he didn't even think about it. He says, OK, <laughs> little realizing how many layers to this thing, uh, how many how much hardship and how many uh, challenges. I mean, we went down a, almost a rabbit hole for two and a half years and I'm out of the rabbit hole. He's out of the rabbit hole, but we're kind of wobbling around. We're not sure exactly <laughs> what reality is like. It's uh, quite something because it was. Uh, you Know 12 16 hour days, it was like Groundhog Day, day after day after day after day. And uh, and we're very grateful now. We now have a team of 70 people, and uh, we're grateful that uh, it's done. And now we have the uh, K through uh, 12 is uh will be ready by next spring. So this is nine through 12, this textbook, and then uh, the uh, uh six through eight will be done this fall, and then K two, three, five will be ready in the spring
1: so how how many people we we have dr walter milton jr join us now uh good to see you sir you too brother mark how, how you doing man i'm your doing voice. great i'm doing great it's good to hear yours as well uh, i'm gonna introduce you to tommy dreamer my co-host on bus how are open. you sir good how are you tommy doing at, great give good you a you. brief um idea of who tommy is tommy is one of the best wrestlers in history. He worked uh, as wow. a, as a good guy for all these years. And <laughs> Tommy re- worked in a company called ECW in which they're kind of, they're kind of known for Being breaking crazy. things up. <laughs> 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 they're, they're the ones that set the fire, you know? So Tommy is, uh, he, he's worked, he's cut his teeth and, um, now we're both brothers here on, on Busted Open. Uh, Dr. Milton and Dr. Friedman joining us, guys. Uh, the co-writers of uh, the Black History 360 book and textbook. Guys, what is the thing about the book that you felt like was the hardest thing to get across And, and the other question I like to ask is um, what made you think of the, the QR codes? Like, I I feel like that's such a special thing for uh, to be in a, in a book.
2: Well, I think that um, one of the most difficult things uh, to get across was the fact that no one realized that Joel and I would spend 12 to 16 hour days for over two and a half years doing this work that we had to put everything on the sidelines, you know, and we had the support of our family that uh, provided the flexibility and the lead way to do this. Um, so he and I spent that time, you know, in a jar, uh, if you will, you know, that's, uh, that's a metaphor that he uses. And I think coming up with um, research that was valid. And so we have uh, something that we call truth centrism and we looked at afrocentric history we looked at eurocentric history and we decided to write truth centric history and you know the truth is tough sometimes and i think that um, we're we're bringing clarity to a lot of misconceptions a lot of stereotypes that were out there and i think it's it's really starting to to benefit the qr codes um, was something that we agreed on you know we said listen we want to be different we don't we want to be unique we don't want to be like any other boring textbook, uh, if you will. We wanted to have something that was going to really lend itself to hitting the intrinsic worth of all the readers.
0: Uh, first well, off, I got to tell you guys, uh, I've known Mark Henry a long time. He has been so excited to have you guys on. And I see what your work has done to for my friend. I haven't seen him this excited in forever. He's like a little kid. And then before <laughs> during breaks, he's talking about his son going up to him and asking him about did you know about this and you know showing him and he's just like i i he's he's happy and he's proud and mark has always been proud and i never looked at and this is why i love professional wrestling is i never looked at mark as oh he's my favorite uh or my friend the black wrestler i was like oh that's mark a wrestler uh, i it's so weird uh wrestling though through the ages like there's another wrestler tony atlas said Being an African-American or a black wrestler was a gimmick. Every territory had one. But now, like, Mark will send me a picture, and he'll be like, look at all everybody. He's just like, it's so many. And it's just the theme of this whole show today has been education. And I I went to Catholic grammar school, high school, college, and I never read the whole Bible until somebody gave me uh, a daily Bible where I read one verse a day. And this 365 book is something that you can read once a day and get educated. I mean, that's a beautiful thing that you guys have done. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And, and Tommy and I, to, to put our wrestling uh, spin on things, like we're, we're like the tag team in, in pro wrestling uh, on Busted Open. And you guys, uh, the Ebony <laughs> and Ivy experience, is, the, is, is y'all new tag name um, like to, I'm sure that when people hear the names, they, they probably think, well, this is two black men that came up with an idea. But uh, one being white and one being black and working together as a tag team on the history of the African-American experience, like how did that
3: come about? Well, we uh, what happened is that uh, I I own a a collection over 3000 pieces, Uh, the oldest piece dates back to 1553 done two exhibits at the United Nations over a million people showed up Uh, three at the uh, at the White House in conjunction with the White House Two at the the uh, Clinton presidential library. And so uh, I've, I've had a tremendous history uh, under uh, just a, a, a thirst and a, and a desire for knowledge for to learn things I didn't learn in school. And uh, one of the things that um, uh, that it really drew us together was the whole idea is that we want to raise up critical thinkers, because uh, I know every time I use Siri on my cell phone, I feel my brain turning to mush just a little bit <laughs> incrementally <laughs> uh, or Google or something like that. But, um, you know, it's the whole idea of we want to invite people to become critical thinkers, compassionate listeners, fact based, respectful communicators and action oriented solutionists. And that's what drew Walter and I together is uh, that we both are simpatico about that, that, uh, you know, our, our way of, of protesting, you know, when you think of the word protest. Some people think about getting out there with placards and signs and and marching, and that is a form of protest, a legitimate form of protest, a peaceful protest. But um, to, uh, you know, you think of Maya Angelou, who writes uh, uh, poetry, she is protesting in that way. Uh, A number of rap songs and hip hop songs could be classified as protest. In the 60s, we had protest music. The way Walter and I protest is by coming up with a, not the, but a solution to the education gap in America. And so we are solutional oriented solutionists. And so uh, I I liken it to a ratchet wrench. You know, let's say this pen is like a ratchet wrench. A lot of people, you know, you you think of the click, 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 moving back uh, backwards as a backwards move. But actually, it's a forward move. We have to take a step back. We have to understand about the... uh, how these statues got up, a lot of statues. We have to understand about the history behind reparations. We have to understand about lynching, the history behind it. And then once we do the click, 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 now we can get purchase on the ratchet wrench and move it forward. I think sometimes people are more problemizers where they're click, 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 always looking at the problem. And Walter and I have no problems looking at the problem. Uh, but and, and and looking at it hard and straight on focus on it, but then to say, OK, now what is the solution? And that's uh, Walter and I, we are solutionists. It comes out of our pores. <laughs> it's every fiber of our being to look for solutions. And that that's what, what we're trying to do here in America. This is our love letter to the country. Wow. I'm
1: still in that. I'm still in it. You can consider that gone. We in wrestling, we call it gimmick infringement. You stole my gimmick. I'm stealing <laughs> your gimmick, sir. I am a solutionist. I always say that I try to, and Tommy can confirm this. I I, I don't dwell on a problem. I never dwell on a problem. There's always going to be problem. I'm about the solution, and now I guess I can consider myself a solutionist. Thank you for the term, <laughs> sir.
0: Uh, have I, I highly recommend, I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, it's on Amazon Prime, it's a, called the Sweet Daddy Seeky documentary, and here's a wrestler who's main eventing uh, a building, and he's not allowed to enter the building because he's uh, black, and he's in the main event, and the, the Ku Klux Klan was threatening him, I know Mark has seen it, and uh, he was a true pioneer in, in professional wrestling, uh, I'll tell you why I love professional wrestling so so much. Um, I get it when I walk out there, but I watched uh, WrestleMania where uh, a wrestler named Kofi Kingston won the world title uh, in the WWE at WrestleMania. It, it's it's the Super Bowl of, of professional wrestling, and I sat with wrestling fans and watched this, and it was about 100, 200 people, and it was uh, black, white, um, gay, straight young, old, everybody literally putting whatever their views aside. And they were all celebrating one person's victory. And it w- he's a good guy. And I look around this room and I was like, everything is lost for however time th- this world is w- with, within this time frame of three or four hours. And no one's saying, wow, he was a great black wrestler that won it. They were just celebrating his victory. And I was like, this is my perfect world. Nobody cares about race, gender, sexual orientation. It was just an amazing moment. And then I went to social media and I saw uh, three of my African-American friends and they're watching it. And two of them are crying. Hmm. And I was like, because it affected them differently than it affected me. And I loved it. It's one of my favorite moments about wrestling because though the outside world has influence and prejudice, but with professional wrestling at the, and they give us those moments where it's a perfect utopia. And that's the world I always choose to live in um, just because it's, it's a great place for me to be. And uh, I hope your book educates like that. Or like I said, you know, Mark, Mark has been my friend, my brother, but you have to see like, how excited he is when he he's talking about this or trying to spend spread a message, and it's not like he's trying to spread his propaganda. He's just trying to make people smarter. And how great is that to say? I woke up, hey, I learned something today. I love that.
1: Yeah, my my son, like he he he'll he'll read the book, and and I, I tell him all the time, like man, it's a lot that I don't know, Jacob, and it's not because uh, I'm ignorant. Or that I don't want to learn is just that it wasn't taught to me in school. Like I, I just don't know. And um, he was reading a book, and he 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 pulled up something, and um, he he said, "Dad, did you know about this?" And he started telling me about it, and I said, "No." And he said, "Oh, you got to see this. Look." And he, and he brings the book over, and I'm 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 reading it to him, and as I'm trying to read it for myself he keeps talking he keeps telling me and i'm like jacob look you just brought it to me give me five minutes like and 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 we having this interaction i want everybody to have that it felt so good that my kid took time out to want to educate me and bring Mm -hmm. me a book rather than me doing it to them and um i mean it's just it's, it's a special thing knowledge brings power Uh, people will consider you physically powerful because you get in the gym, but understanding and knowledge and understanding systems is what really, truly gives you power and relationship. And, um, you guys have a great relationship. Give me a Tommy, a, um, just something that you consider to be one of the most important things uh, about relationship and about uh, togetherness.
2: Well, I think that, um, you know, relationship, at the core of it is trust and trust really comes from predictable behavior. And one thing that I know about Joel is that, I'm gonna wake up, he's gonna be the same guy that he was yesterday that gave me the foundation of trust that will guide me into tomorrow and days beyond. And so I think that that's, that's really, really important to do that. Also, having the ability to demonstrate what you speak. When your actions are aligned with your words, you increase the predictability of trust even more. Wow. Nice
1: very well said That's heavy um,
0: how can people find this book
3: we can um, it's it's on um on a website uh, bh365.org that's b is in black h is in history 365.org and what one thing that i think is important is to look at the subtitle an inclusive account of american history and so what we've tried to do is to to make this inclusive and on the back cover, there's uh, uh, one thing I can share is that we have 10 units in here. And there are uh, it starts in ancient Africa. And the reason why we start in ancient Africa is because we w- didn't want to reinforce the notion that Black history started with slavery or the slave trade. We wanted to talk about the, the mores, the folkways, the hunting, gathering, fishing, and all the different uh, genius and creativity of ancient Africa uh the 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 kingdoms that transcend the current geopolitical lines and now we're ready for the good the bad and the ugly of the last four centuries and then we have a gentle timeline that takes us all the way through and we actually end up we uh, we talk about george floyd we talk about john lewis uh it's like ripping the headlines out of the newspaper but we end up in canada uh we we have because we our research showed that um, most uh, books on this topic only give about a paragraph to Canada. And we were wondering what happened to all the freedom seekers that left the South, moved North, came into the the North, and then then the fugitive slave laws pushed them into Canada. What happened to everybody? And so we have a timeline starting in 1491 all the way to current times. And we have two editions of this book. One is called 50 Stars, and the other is called Uh, Lone Star, and in there we talk a lot about Juneteenth, uh, how that came about, and then also we have music. Walter, why don't you share about the music? Uh, That that is a huge part of this whole project.
2: Yeah, we have Grammy Award nominee uh, Kevin K. O. Cates. Um, He's been the producer for Jay-Z, T.I., Drake, uh, Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross, and what he did He has every song that's aligned with the unit and chapter throughout the book. We have 40 songs and it is unbelievable. And the music within itself is a medium of learning. It truly is. Uh,
0: Guys, thank you very much for sharing this. I'll tell you also like uh, the most decorated tag team in professional wrestling is uh, our other co-host, Bully Ray and his brother, Devon, and they're known as the Dudley Boys. Uh, one is white, one is black, and why wrestling fans are the best. Do you know how many times people will come up to both of them and talk about his brother? And no one ever's like, said they believe that they really are brothers. Yeah. But that's the best part about wrestling fans is we believe, and I, I hope that more people start educating and believing because uh, me and Mark always said this, he punches me, I punch him, we're both going to bleed red. There's nothing different. It's about equality. It's that, that's, that's how I live my life. And thank you guys for spreading the word and, and spreading all this positivity because education is going to cure all this. And it, it means a lot to me, but it means even more to, to Mark. So thank you, guys.
2: Hey Tommy, before you leave. Can I yeah. show you something?
0: <laughs> OK, no problem. He showed me a Steelers thing. I'm wearing a Raiders hat he's, and a Doom shirt. Yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah. guys are back, though. You guys
2: are back. You are back.
0: Yeah, Franco Harris has a hell of a run from uh, that immaculate reception. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Guys, thank y'all so much for coming on. Uh, this will not be the last time. Hopefully, I will see y'all in February uh, for Black History Month. Uh, to just to do more to educate about the new book when it comes out, uh, we would love to get information on that as well. Uh, can you once again tell the nation where they can find
3: uh, Black History 365? BH365.org. Uh, B is in Black, H is in History. BH365.org. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
2: Tito's Handmade Vodka had been mixed with its fair share of cocktails. But one night, a chilled glass topped with lime and cranberry would change everything this bottle knew about happy hour. From the producers of America's Favorite Vodka, it turns out the cocktail you've been waiting for was right there the whole time. The Tito's Rom Cosmo. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sip with Tito's. Coming to cocktail parties near you at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly.